portable document format, PDFs. I'm sure you've received them via email. Perhaps you've had to sign them. Great thing about PDFs is uh, you can create the document knowing that it's not going to be modified. You could share it, you could print it. The difficult thing about PDFs is that what if you've got to create them from scratch? How do you create them? How do you annotate them? How do you sign them? Max Ferguson, today's guest, he created a company based on solving this problem. Lumen PDF was born about seven years ago. It's grown phenomenally and he's built it all with MongoDB at the data layer. We're going to talk about that today. Stay tuned. So Lumen PDF is an online platform that users can use to sign, upload, share, and edit PDF files. We have 70 million users using the platform as of 2022. And I wrote the original version of Lumen PDF seven years ago, and it scaled, you know, quite drastically since. Hey everyone, this is Max, CEO and founder of Lumen PDF. Welcome to the MongoDB podcast. So today we're going to be talking about your company, Lumen PDF. Well, introduce yourself and, and tell the folks about Lumen PDF. Definitely. So Lumen PDF is an online platform that users can use to sign, upload, share, and edit PDF files. We have 70 million users using the platform as of 2022. And I wrote the original version of Lumen PDF seven years ago, and it scaled, you know, quite drastically since. 70 million. Congratulations. That's uh, that's quite a number of users. Yes, definitely. So we offer the product for free um, to a lot of education providers. So we have a lot of people in education using the platform. And then uh, over the last two or three years, we've found a lot of businesses have found a lot of value in the platform as well. So in terms of the business segment, we've had uh, tremendous growth. And I would imagine you experienced a lot of growth during the pandemic, perhaps, when, when folks are communicating more online. Yeah, definitely. Um, we were in a fairly strong position prior to the pandemic. We had about 40 million people using the platform because PDFs and documents are everyday part of people's lives, whether you like it or not. Uh, we, we're using PDFs and we're working with PDFs every day. So a lot of people found value in the platform before the pandemic. But obviously, um, you know, as the world digitized in the pandemic, uh, we had a lot of new users come on and we had a lot of businesses see additional value in Lumen PDF. Hmm. The thing that I think is really interesting there as well is that following the pandemic, we didn't see any drop in, in usage because now that a lot of businesses and schools have digitized their workflows, they, you know, they're finding more efficient ways to work than they were before. And so you know, Lumen PDF continues to grow. So let's go back seven years and tell me about how you came up with the idea and, and how it came together. I guess first from a business perspective, you know, where were you in life seven years ago and had you started other companies? Yeah, so I was um, just finishing up at the University of Canterbury, which is one of our um, big engineering universities here in New Zealand. And I was studying civil engineering. And I left, um, you know, I graduated from the University of Canterbury and started working in construction. We were, had a large earthquake here in Christchurch in 2010. And so I was working on the, you know, the repairs um, to the city uh, after that, following that earthquake. And I found working in construction and on site, we were doing a lot of work uh, on paper. So people would bring, you know, paper plans to site 
and we would mark them up and draw and make alterations. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of the work was also on on the digital world, so on PDF files online. Uh, but there was a disconnect between the two. So anything that got written on the paper plans never made it to the digital form. And, you know, we ended up losing paper plans and getting behind on schedule and, and it was it was difficult. So I wrote the original Lumen PDF to solve that problem, which was sort of this disconnect between the physical world and just being able to write on a document and the digital world. And it took me about three weeks to write the initial version. It was very scrappy. It was using MongoDB from the start. So it was actually a, a Python and MongoDB combo, which is sort of unusual. But we, we grew, we put, I put the product out there early and the usage grew, you know, relatively quickly. I think we had a few million users um, within the first uh, six months or so. So, you know, the product got early traction um, and we started sort of growing from that point on and, and just improving the product, you know, investing everything we made back into, into product development. Now, does Lumen PDF offer scanning? How do you go from the physical world to the digital world with Lumen PDF? Yeah, definitely. What we find, so we find there's some really great uh, phone apps out there for scanning. So what users generally do is they use something like a cam scanner and scan it in to Lumen and on their phone, and then they can mark up. And so we allow the users to sort of draw and sign, um, annotate and, and do anything like that on the document once it's in the digital form. Okay. And how are you storing the, the documents with MongoDB? Are you storing a, a blob? Is it a binary? Uh, are you storing that in MongoDB as well? Or is that stored in some S3 or an, or an object store? Yeah, definitely. So the, the documents themselves are encrypted and stored in S3. Uh, but all of the annotations and all of the, so, you know, either pen annotations or text annotations will get stored as individual uh, MongoDB documents. And that allows us to let the users undo and redo all of their actions. Um, that allows us to give the users sort of an audit log, if you like, of everything that's happened on that document. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about how I would solve this problem. You know, having the, the binary image, having the blob, and then having a user interact with that, you're storing clicks and drags across the document itself. I would imagine you're offering a, a tool palette where, where folks can highlight and, and circle. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so those customers they can they can highlight, they can circle, um, they can sign anything like that. Um, and when they do those actions, we store you know that metadata in the database. And we actually also so when the user then or the customer decides to download that document, uh, then we combine those into a PDF and and export that as a as a single blob. Okay, great. So storing the metadata separately from the blob, gotcha. And so 70 million users, what does that translate into in terms of actions? I mean, what does your MongoDB infrastructure look like today? So we're using Mongo Cloud to host our MongoDB, which is fantastic. We actually originally started with a self-hosted uh, three-node Mongo cluster um, running on some pretty hefty Amazon instances. But we found that maintaining that was was challenging. And so we actually moved to Mongo Cloud. And from there, you know, we've just scaled using Mongo Cloud. I don't even have like a really great understanding of the size of that since we're using on Mongo Cloud. But that's the that's the beauty of it, right? We don't we don't need to worry too much about whether we've scaled correctly or not. Um, we know we have more than a, a 
terabyte or so of annotation data, but we we don't need to know the the finer details of how Mongo is actually uh, taking care of that for us. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing, and enabling you to to concentrate on on running the business and and doing the important things uh, important to to Lumen PDF and your customers. And so I, I wanted to ask about Lumen PDF as a company. You know, you hadn't run a company before. Did you find that challenging transitioning from you know actually working and writing the code to actually building a company? Yeah, it's definitely a, a huge challenge. I actually decided at the same time, you know, near the same time as founding the company to take on a PhD at Stanford. And so I spent, you know, seven years doing a PhD at Stanford while I was running the company at the same time, um, which, which kind of added to the challenge. But I think, you know, what I learned fairly early on was to put really, really good people in charge and give them responsibility. So we have uh, fantastic technical leads. We have uh, fantastic people in charge of our operations and our marketing. And we put a lot of effort into recruiting those people and, and training them. But then, you know, we've since then we've sort of given them the flexibility to grow and make their own decisions because I, I don't have a background in, in marketing or in operations. So I've had to sort of, you know, find the people that can do that and give them the, uh, the flexibility they need. Fantastic. I mean, it sounds like a great growth company. I wanted to ask you about advice you might have for for other founders, early stage. They're just they've got a great idea. They're they're getting things launched. What advice would you give those folks? So a few pieces of advice there. I think one of them is just to keep trying and keep working, keep persevering. Um, before I wrote Lumen PDF, I actually built around eight other applications some of which exist today, none of which were as successful. Um, and each one of those sort of gave me the knowledge and the foundation to build the next. So I think, you know, um, persevering and and trying over and over again until you get something that, that's working really well is key. Uh, and it won't be successful the first time around. The other main piece of advice there I would give is to, to release early. When you've built a product or you have a prototype, get that in front of people as early as possible. Uh, because a lot of the time, you know, you may have gone in the wrong direction and you need some, you know, someone in the industry to tell you, look, what you're doing here is not quite in the right direction. But if you did this here slightly, you know, beside it, uh, you could have a lot of success. And alternatively, you might be hitting success straight away, but you're not really going to know um, unless you put that product out there. So I think it's it's absolutely essential for these people that are just getting started to put their product out early and and see what the market thinks of it. Hmm. Embracing failure, definitely. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> um that's very important. And and understand that the journey is going to have you know probably more failures than successes. And so you know getting used to that early, I think, is very very important. And just getting used to the fact that quite often you'll you'll try things especially as sort of a, a technical developer, you'll try things that won't work. And if you, you know, in the, in the engineering world, we spend a lot of time planning. Um, we spend a lot of time making sure that what we work on will, will succeed. But really in the business world, we can't be as certain of some of the products we release because there's just so much more uncertainty in how the market will respond. So I think, you know, getting used to that uncertainty is a, is a really big step for a lot of people with a technical background. Now, over the course of the last seven years, I would imagine you would have had to back away from the keyboard a bit. Do you still get involved in coding? 
Yeah, I do, but nothing, not too much on lumen production. Um, I studied at um, Stanford. I did a double degree in civil engineering and artificial intelligence. So I have a good knowledge of sort of AI systems and um, computer science. So I find it quite fascinating to be involved in that part of the business where we're doing things like annotation completion. But I don't get to write as much code as I, you know, would like to. Mostly just, you know, small pieces on any R&D work we're doing. I'm curious about the evolution of the product itself. Now, you mentioned Python, probably PyMongo, and then obviously MongoDB on the back end. Has that changed much? Yeah. So what has changed? Um, we're still using uh, MongoDB uh, to drive the majority of the application. What has changed is that we now have you know, a lot of different services and applications out there. And we found that the, the Python system wouldn't scale for us. So we moved over to you know, what you would call probably a more standard uh, setup these days, which is uh, Node.js on the back end, React on the front end, and uh, MongoDB sort of behind that with Mongoose. And then you know, in parallel, we have various other systems that are using other technologies. Uh, we use ClickCast for analytics, which is another analytics database. And we use some SQL for our R&D work, but we're not using SQL in production. So, so great. Maintaining MongoDB on the back end, that sounds good. And uh, still leveraging MongoDB in the cloud. And I'm a huge fan of, of Mongoose. Are there other products in the MongoDB portfolio that you're using? Yeah, so the big one that we're looking at using at the moment is MongoDB's um, cloud search product. And what we're trying to do there is we want to, we found that a lot of our users have you know, huge document collections with thousands or millions of documents, and they want to be able to search over the text in, in those documents. Just to give you an example of where this may be used, we have city councils or district councils which often keep records of you know, land transfers and title transfers. And they want to be able to search over and find you know, a specific document out of a large collection. So we want to enable them to do that easily and quickly. Um, and that's where we're evaluating Mongo's search capabilities to, to enable that. Uh, it's, a, it's a fairly challenging task in that there will be more you know, text data in those documents than across sort of all of the annotations and everything we're storing right now. So it will be you know, a pretty large scale up on that engineering side. But we think that Mongo's offering will allow us to do that in a way that's a low risk and high performance. And is that Atlas Search that you're talking about? Correct. Yeah, that's Atlas Search. Yeah, great. Just had um, Marcus Egan on the podcast, and uh, he explained how that all comes together. Really just fantastic way to, to offer those absolutely essential search capabilities for your application without having to, to go and, and set up a completely separate elastic search infrastructure. So yeah, looking forward to that. And what else is on the pipeline? What's in the, in the roadmap for, for the company? So we have actually another couple large product releases coming up. Um, the biggest one is BananaSide. It's currently available as a free beta uh, right now. And the BananaSign product is an alternative, if you like, to a product like DocuSign, but offered at a lower cost point because we found that a lot of our home users and small business users find DocuSign to be overwhelming in terms of pricing and offers a lot of features that the user doesn't necessarily need. Uh, so we have the BananaSign product coming out soon. 
We're also offering an API for the Banana Sign product, which allows any developers to integrate. Um, so if they want to add document signing capability to their application, they can just integrate with Banana Sign and we'll take care of all of the digital signatures, encryption, audit logs, and all of that, um, and just return the signed PDF to them. So I think that should be a, you know, a really, really great tool for the developer tool belt, having just the API for document sign. Yeah. And what a great suite of tools. I mean, it, it sounds like it matches perfectly with the, the set of features and the value added by Lumen PDF. Will these be offered in conjunction? Correct. Yeah. So we also, we have an integration between the two. What we find is a lot of people use Lumen PDF for the earlier stages of the document lifecycle. So they might be reviewing a contract, making some minor changes, sending it out and sharing it for feedback. And then once that contract is ready to go, um, we get, we envision that people use our integration to take it over to Banana Sign and then send that out to be signed. Hmm. Terrific. Well, Max, I want to thank you for joining me today and, and sharing details of Lumen PDF and Banana Sign. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? I think I would just like to uh, share the fact that you know we've had a great developer experience with Mongo. I think the the price point we've paid is really really attractive, and you know for anyone starting out there, Mongo will be you know, a great a great product for them to use, especially the Atlas Cloud. So give Mongo a go, and while you're at it. Um, have a look at Lumen, have a look at the new Lumen API coming out and take a look at the Banana Sign API as well. Fantastic. And, and where can folks get more detail about Lumen? So I think if you just Google Lumen PDF, we should be right there. And same for Banana Sign, Google Banana Sign or Banana Sign API, and you'll find our, our website at bananasign.co. Fantastic. We'll include links in the show notes, so make sure you check those out. Max, thanks so much. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks so much to Max for joining us today, talking about Lumen. Lumen PDF. You can get more information at lumenpdf.com. Get stuff done. Edit PDFs in the cloud. Lumen brings your documents to life with a suite of digital tools that let you annotate, collaborate, and share PDF documents in the cloud. It's built on MongoDB, folks. Check the show notes for additional links and resources. Would love to ask for a comment and a rating. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hop on over and uh, leave us a comment and a rating. It'll help me improve the show and expand our reach. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.